We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. What we are very proud of now is that we penetrate the cabinets. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. We've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Friday, the 18th day of February, the year of our Lord, 2022. I am Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams. Bruce, how are you today? It's good to see you. Good to be here. I'm healthy alive. Um, yeah. That's good. good. That's good. Unfortunately, Marty's not going to be able to join us today. Uh, he did email me just a little while ago, or texted me rather, and said that uh, he uh, wouldn't be able to make it on today and he'll see us next week. So we wish him a uh, very fine weekend. Hope you feel better, Marty. There isn't really a lot going on today, is there? I mean, I know you've been kind of scrounging around and you've been kind of seeing what you can come up with. And, and I've been digging around and I just like there, there's really there's really not much going on. It's like some days we just go from 100 miles an hour to zero and then just give it a day or two and we're back to 100 miles an hour tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, other than the the Ukraine, Russia, uh, yep. COVID, yep. they they invaded the Russians invaded Ukraine, right? I mean, Biden said it was yeah, going to no, happen. Still, the, the Pentagon said it was going to happen. Boris Johnson still said it was, hasn't happened yet. No, yeah. What happened? No, I, th- no, I thought still, it still hasn't happened. I thought I thought Putin was was on the move. He's he's uh, he's amassing. He's got a hundred and ninety million thousand whatever the hell on the border of Ukraine, and he's not there. Yeah, in fact, they, they did something similar uh, a few years back. Uh, well. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, and nothing happened. Uh, but there was, in fact, um, actually, there was an attack. Uh, it was not Russia, however. It was uh, a pro-Russian, uh, I guess you could call them a terrorist group, essentially, because what they did was, uh, it looks like, uh, based on the damage it's done, they fired an RPG into the side of a kindergarten uh, building. That's basically what it looks like, more or less. Um, so it, th- there's a hole that's probably about, I don't know, maybe, maybe two feet, three feet in diameter, somewhere, some, some, something like that. Looks like about what an RPG would do. So the invasion is happening then? Uh, no, no. Uh, no, I heard they had a garage sale no. in, UK- in Kiev yesterday. So I thought maybe that was what they were alluding to was some kind of a, a Russian, maybe they were selling Russian, I don't know, children's toys or something or, uh, or trinkets of some kind or. Uh, I, I don't know, Russian flags, maybe. Well, no, you couldn't do that because yesterday was a, they were flying Ukrainian flags all day yesterday. So I'm still waiting. But Biden, the Biden administration and, and Biden himself has said that even though it didn't happen yesterday, it can still happen at any time. So we need to be prepared for that. As a matter of fact, hmm. we're in the process right now of moving our troops out of Germany and we're sending them to Bulgaria for exercises. So, you know, in the religious world, Actually, let me let me address this first. I've been told and instructed uh, that it's Kiev, not Kiev. Okay, Kiev, Kiev. I bring it up because Ukrainian listeners, uh, it's a, it's insulting fair. to them because fair. you know okay, the fair. whole. And that's why of, I anyway. that's why I had to correct myself yesterday. I said the Ukraine a few times, and they don't like that either. You have to say okay. Ukraine. I, I, Ukraine. I used to work with yeah. yeah. I used I used to have a Ukrainian guy on my team, and he says. 
It's not the Ukraine. It's Ukraine. <laughs> yeah. I, I, he always used to yeah. say that. Andre, he was, a, he was a great guy. I loved working with him. I mean, it makes sense. You know, I mean, the USA versus just the, the US or America or, yeah. uh, you know. Uh, but anyway, um, that that aside, I, I know that's that's important to them and I, I want to respect that. Uh, but also, um, if, if the Bidens, uh, well, technically he is religious, but he's not making a religious claim. Uh, but if a prophet were to have claimed what he claimed, um, you know, that there was going to be an attack on uh, February 16th um, and it didn't happen. Do you know what happened to prophets back in the day when they prophesied something and it didn't come to pass? What was it? They were stoned to death. Really? Um, yeah. So just the fact that they prophesied that a attack was going to happen and it didn't happen. And now we're supposed to believe them. um, after two years of uh, being gaslit, after um, you know the whole Russia collusion nonsense, which ended up being uh, there was collusion and and there there was, uh, but it was from the Hillary campaign. No, how does any American trust their government now at this point? You know, I I often wonder when I look at the agendas that are being played out. I often wonder if the idea of the discrediting of the governments is not. I mean, it's not done on purpose because we know that the governments are meant to take the fall for this. We know that they're meant to to be pushed out of the way. But the reason they're meant to be pushed out of the way is because they need you to demand something new. The governments are meant to take the fall. They need you to step up, overthrow that government, or so you think. But see, here's the problem. If they lose control over the movement that you actually form up with, like the truckers, because I heard this morning that there's a bunch of these people that are involved with this trucking movement that are supposedly the um, the leaders and the, the finance people and all the rest of it, and no one even knows who they are. They just showed up there one day. This goes with the argument that I was talking about yesterday with uh, the Antifa and, and communists that are now getting on board with the, the protest movement across Europe. That doesn't make any sense at all. But they always try to hijack a real grassroots movement that pops up. They always try to do that. They've always done that throughout history. There's no reason to think that they wouldn't do it now to make it look like, oh, you see, it's the, it's, it's the communist movement that people want. That's what they want. Bruce is laughing. But they make you believe that the large movement that's out there on the street are people fighting for Marxist ideas. When in reality, that's what we're dealing with. So it plays into the government's hands that are being used as pawns by the ones that are above them. Do you honestly think that the government of Canada and and whatever the hell her name is, uh, Carista Freeland, what, whatever her name is, do you think that that woman, that buffoon, do you think she even understands what in the hell a cryptocurrency even is? The answer is no. She has no idea. She's a finance minister oh. of a Western nation. Oh, no, I, I I absolutely think they know exactly what cryptos are because, as yes, I said they don't yesterday. understand what it is. It, I, she understands what it, what it, okay, how do I put it? She understands. I, I know what you mean. She understands. Yeah. She, you're saying they don't understand the principle behind why they're no. doing it. What, yeah, exactly. What, what that, it yeah, they don't for. Under, Exactly. That's I, what they I don't disagree. understand. I, I disagree. I okay. think they know both meanings of, of crypto personally. And the reason I say that is if they didn't understand what it stood for, they wouldn't be trying to con uh, control it or shut it down. And also because um, it stands for two things, right? It stands for decentralization and it stands for empowering the individual. And I think both of those stances is something that they can't have and don't want. Um, so I, I think it's I think they very, very well know what, what's going on. And okay. isn't the finance minister, is that the chick that was 
uh, that we played yesterday that would uh, that was yeah uh, yeah the one that was flipping her hair around one? and all the rest of it. yeah she's also the she's, deputy prime minister she holds two positions she's she's a board member on the World Economic Forum oh no say it ain't so never would have guessed it yeah so okay I see your point on that all right may, maybe I'm maybe I'm an error on that sure but. Even so, the larger picture of things, let's say that the governments do get tossed aside and we do demand something new. Well, the obvious answer to the people that are employing these people in the government that have compromised these people in the government, remember what Schwab said, we've penetrated the cabinets and we get more than half of them on our side. Right there, you have admission of an international criminal conspiracy to undermine the democratic process. You've been doing that for how many years now, Klaus? What, 30 minimum? So... Even if you're to demand a new system, the elite, excuse me, I'm not going to, I'm not even going to call them that anymore. The party at Davos, they want you to demand their system. The CCP that they're in leagues with, they want you to demand their system. But the problem is, is that we understand who those people are. Does anybody actually believe that these, these morons that are up there running these countries are actually working for the people? They're not. They're not. The ones that are out there in the streets, the ones that are forming up with these protest movements in these freedom convoys, they know who Schwab and company are. They know that the United Nations is cancer that has to be removed. They know that NATO is outdated. A world government is not the solution here. It never has been. It never will be. Now, that's not to say that we shouldn't have a forum for world leaders to get together and talk. Of course we should. We do live in that type of a world now. The world has become a smaller place. You have to have a forum for nations to get together and discuss things, such as the United Nations. However, that organization deserves absolutely, positively zero legislative authority of any kind. Legislative, financial, banking, uh, whatever, treaties, all the rest of it. None of that. None of that. They get none of that. You have none of that privilege. You have worn out your welcome as far as those things go. People don't want the banks. Case in point, what the government of Canada is doing now under this new, uh, whatever this had, this ridiculous thing that they've they've put together up there, this Emergency Things Act, which you say that that's not even going to last more than a week, but we'll talk about that in a second. Don't let me forget. But when the government came out and said, oh, we're going to start freezing accounts, and that's actually started to happen, you had banks in Canada yesterday start to experience some software glitches. Oh, they were getting hacked. Oh, there was they were under attack. They didn't know what was going on. There was a, a, a massive disruption and denial of service. You know, the DDoS attacks. Oh, no, no. What happened was the Canadians ran on the banks and tried to make massive withdrawals. That's what happened. Whenever you have a government come out, I don't care, any government, whenever you have a government come out and say, we're going to start denying people access to the banks. We're, we're going to have bank holidays. We're going to close things down or we're going to seize your accounts, uh, or, or whatever. People run on the banks. That's what they do. Do you think people are going to have confidence in a banking system when you say, if you have any affiliations whatsoever to anybody in any of these freedom protests? Hell, they're geolocating people anyway with your phones, without warrants, all across the world, violating all of your privacy laws and all of your, uh, violating your right to, uh, uh, to searches and seizures. If you have that in your country, they clearly don't care about that. They don't care about taking your bank accounts away, which we all knew that that's what it was all about anyway. You can't have nothing and be happy about it if you have a bank account. Think about it. Well, no, you'll, you'll be allowed a bank account, but it'll be a centralized government. You know, oh, it's like a bank the, account they the issue you. Federal Reserve yeah. that they yeah. issue you. Yeah. And which they'll have direct control of. Yeah, yeah. And I, I do believe it was... Um, 
I want to say it was China. They're experimenting now in a couple of places with the digital yuan, you know, the cryptocurrency. That, see, it's okay for the state to have the cryptocurrency. That's fine. That's fine. And, and the state-run central bank, it's okay for that to have the cryptocurrency. But you, no, you, you can't have yours. But they're experimenting at, you know, a couple of beta tests here and there in a couple of cities with, with this digital yuan. And if I understand it correctly, it's 2000 it's equivalent to like $2,000 a month or something like that, which is what they're experimenting with uh, at a very, very small scope. So you get the allotted amount every month. So for example, like the first of the month thing, you know, when all the benefits go out to everybody, the first of the month, everybody dreads first of the month in the US going to actually stores and things like that, because it's just full of people there to spend their government money. But anyway, they get the 2000 a month or whatever amount it was. I want to say it was that's what it was. But that amount, even if you have something left over, gets reset at the beginning of every month. So nothing actually carries um, over. You don't save anything. Uh, a little bit to that, to add to that. Um, I didn't know about this until I just Googled it or, or searched it. The the digital yuan, they're, they're using it right now for the uh, Olympics. Yeah, I did hear they were um, going to the start foreigners. doing it for the Olympics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all the foreigners that are visiting, they're using a, a digital currency there. So, uh huh. What's what the hell's her name? Uh, uh, Car uh, Carista Freeland in Canada on what they've done so far and what they're going to continue to do. So you're confirming that accounts have been frozen, both personal and corporate, but you're not releasing the information. And the actual follow-up is, um, I'm just wondering whether the bank accounts will be targeted of individuals who donated to the Give, Send, Go and the GoFundMe campaigns. Are they considered designated people under the Emergencies Act, meaning that their credit cards could be cut and financial services are targeting them as well? Okay, so the names of both individuals and entities as well as crypto wallets have been shared by the RCMP with financial institutions and accounts have been frozen so staged. and more accounts will be frozen. To a script. Uh, yeah. Crowdfunding platforms and payment service providers have started the registration process with FinTrack. She's reading. Uh, you can see her looking In terms of the specifics yeah. on whose accounts are being frozen, uh, you now have the regulations. The financial service providers have those regulations as well. And they, working with law enforcement, will be making the operational decisions. Okay, you're right. Now that we rewatched that, it, that looks staged to me. So she, once she started to go off script, she really didn't know what to say. She was kind of just referring to regulations and they have the regulations and they're going to follow the regulations and whatever. This emergency, whatever act that they've invoked, this is only, you said that this is only good for a week? Yeah. So this was originally known as the Emergencies War Act, I believe. They changed the name of it back in the 80s. But basically, um, they're not able to... They're not able to to pull these powers for longer than a week without their parliament's approval. So basically, he's given a week uh, to do this. Then he has to get uh, approval from the parliament. And then uh, once parliament approves, it only lasts for 30 days. So uh, whatever they do is going to be a short term thing either way. But the, the thing is, is one week I could see I could see the truckers holding out on. But for the truckers to hold out for an entire month, I'm not entirely sure how, because that, that, that's w w with the way they were confiscating fuel and food. If those truckers were to have run out of fuel, uh, fuel and froze to death, do you think the government would be uh, guilty of murder? 
No, of course not. No, of course not. I, I think that uh, they, I think that they're guilty of murder anyway with the policies that they've True. had with the uh, the lockdowns and the social isolation and people committing suicide. I mean, I I consider that to be. Well, you could you could just stop there and say you think the government is guilty of murder and just left it at that, and I, I would have agreed. With yeah, you. yeah, <laughs> I, I do believe so. Check this out. This is an actual photo of Biden's ambassador to Germany. It's the woman on the right. Explains a lot, doesn't it? Okay. Um. I'm assuming that's a Halloween get together or something. I have no idea, nor do I care. But if that's what we're dealing with, we're in real trouble, my friend. Okay, Justin Trudeau. Uh, before we get before we uh, get off topic here, Justin Trudeau on. I don't. I don't even know what to describe this as. I mean, I understand the Canadian system is different. You know that you guys have the parliamentary system up there. I understand that. Uh, I get it because I get the uh, I get the English vibe out of this when uh, yeah. when I see it. And it's the same thing with the Australians. You know, I get the uh, the Australian vibe out of it when I see it, and the European parliamentary system. I'm I'm familiar with it. In the U.S., we don't uh, we don't do this. We have a different type of system. But rest assured, if this was what we had in the U.S., this is exactly how those morons would behave in there. This is a Canadian member of parliament, a conservative MP named Melissa Lanceman, who is Jewish, and she's also a member of the LGBT community. Okay, just to give you an idea of the woman that is speaking that is about to call out Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Mystic, hopeful vision for public life isn't a naive dream. It could be a powerful force for change. If Canadians are to trust their government, their government needs to trust Canadians. Those are the words of the Prime Minister in 2015. These people, very often misogynistic, racist, women haters, science deniers, the fringe. Same Prime Minister six years later as he fans the flames of an unjustified national emergency. So, Mr. Speaker, when did the Prime Minister lose his way when did it happen now that's a fair question is it not that that is a fair question that's a fair call out i would say so would you agree uh yeah i i i would agree but uh, uh apparently major uh corporations like twitter uh disagree with being able to do this because um so this is a, it's a side side journey uh, uh the uh what was it uh biggest l i forget what the what the, the twitter account was called defiant but anyway l. all they did defiant l defiant l is that what it yeah. was okay defiant yeah. l my bad they showed basically tweets from politicians showing you know their their stance uh, a few years ago and then their stance now and how they're hip- hypocritical and and all of this um, mm-hmm. That account was banned. The reason I point that out is that is what they think of this. They don't care. They they would rather shut you down and shut you up than point out their hypocrisy because they, they don't care. Well, Again, to, to show they have this disdain for us. They do. They do. And to show that you're exactly right on your point, I give you Prime Minister Trudeau's response to that. Right, Honorable Prime Minister. <laughs> Mr. Speaker... Conservative Party members can stand with people who wave swastikas. They can stand with people who wave uh, the Confederate flag. We will choose to stand with Canadians who deserve to be able to get to their jobs, who be able to get their lives back. These illegal protests need to stop, and they will, Mr. Speaker. So he didn't answer any of the uh, uh, any of the hypocrisy that was called out. Instead, he turns around and he accuses a member of the opposition party who is Jewish, of the Jewish faith, 
of standing next to someone holding a swastika flag who just happened to be one person that was out there on the first day that the convoy arrived in Ottawa, right next to the man who just happens to be Prime Minister Trudeau's personal photographer. What are the odds of that? What are the odds of that happening? You see, these things work both ways. You put one idiot out there that you've paid to be there with a Nazi flag, and then you turn around and you call everybody that's out there a Nazi. The same thing happens when the shoe's on the other foot and you put Antifa and communist members out there trying to take over a grassroots movement. You can label the entire thing exactly what it is. People that have infiltrated a movement. The shoe fits on both feet, but you notice how, he, again, he doesn't care. He doesn't care about any of that. Oh, and it gets better when the next conservative MP stands up, but I'll play that in a minute. Your response? Yeah, my response to that is um, notice how he instantly goes straight to gaslighting. He, um, as you said, points out that um, both someone from the LGBT community and Jewish is standing with Nazis, uh, obviously. Which that, is that's ridiculous. Not true. That's ridiculous. It's not possible. No. Yeah. If 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 they were Nazi, they wouldn't be either of those things. Um, and then they also that he also says that um, they stand with Canadians. Um, you know, going back to work. You know, and, and, and going back. back to the, and getting their lives back. I'm sorry. You're the one that went in and destroyed their lives by mandating that they get the vaccinations. Which, by the way, that's what the protest is about, is you're mandating they either lose their jobs, their livelihoods, or they get a vaccination, an experimental uh, drug injected into them, not a vaccine. You're also the same one that did the shutdowns, the mask mandates. Um, so you're guilty of doing all of those things. You're the one waving the Nazi flag and then blaming the other one. As a side note, I... I I, I, this is not the right thing to do, but uh, I, 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 it would have been vindicating to have seen them beat the snot out of that guy with the Nazi flag in the protest. Yeah, I, but, I agree. I, I, I can't say I disagree with that at all. I mean, he would be taken behind a building somewhere and given a shellacking and sent on his way. Uh, anyway, because uh, that's that's just what you do. You know, we do agree on the punch a Nazi thing. We do agree on that, but. Yeah. For different for different reasons, for different reasons. I'm not doing it because of a political opposition to someone. I can beat somebody in the marketplace of ideas. I can go to war with somebody on ideas and I can win that war. I'm 110 percent, 150 percent confident that I can sit down and do that. I don't need to resort to violence to do that. They would be getting a shellacking for another reason. Um, I, I would have given them a shellacking just yeah, well, because I'm not, you know. I do believe in the free market of ideas, but then there's there's a line when when you're citing. Uh, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, well, we all know the atrocities that that type of an ideology has created throughout history. Both sides of extremism, both sides of it, both sides are, are, are guilty. One side is actually more guilty than the other. But we're not splitting hairs here. We're not talking about political extremism today. Instead, back to the parliament. Another member of the conservative party stands up asking Trudeau to apologize on three different occasions for his remarks about the people who wave the swastika flags. Listen to this. First Urgent River Parkland. Mr. Speaker, I've never seen such shameful and dishonorable remarks coming from this prime minister. My great-grandfather flew over 30 missions over Nazi Germany. My great-great-uncle's body lies at the bottom of the English Channel. There are members of this conservative caucus who are the descendants of victims of the Holocaust. For the prime minister to accuse any colleague in this house of standing with 
the swastika is shameful. I'm giving the Prime Minister an opportunity. I'm calling on him to unreservedly apologize for this shameful remark. The Right Honourable Prime Minister. Canadians deserve their freedoms back. Mr. Speaker, these illegal blockades that have continued to interfere with people's livelihoods, to interfere with people's uh, people's daily lives, uh, have... I have to interrupt the Honourable Prime Minister, so ask everyone to calm down so we can hear the answer. The Right Honourable Prime Minister. Mr. Speaker... The measures put forward in this uh, Emergencies Act are proportional, are responsible, and quite frankly, uh, are completely folded within the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. The steps that we are taking are important and measured to restore order and freedoms to Canadians in this country. That is exactly what we are doing. Mr. Speaker, the lack of an apology from that Prime Minister speaks volumes. I have given this Prime Minister an opportunity to retract a shameful remark where he would accuse any honourable member of this House to stand with a swastika. As I said before, we have colleagues who are the descendants of victims of the Holocaust. I'm giving the Prime Minister one more chance. Will he apologize to all members of this House? members of the Conservative Party are calling to, uh, to us to take more action over the past two weeks on this. Uh, they continued to stand with and encourage these illegal blockades. Mr. Speaker, uh, Canadians uh, are watching carefully and see exactly where the Conservative politicians who've stood with uh, those blockades uh, are standing. We will stand on the side of Canadians who deserve their lives back, who deserve their livelihoods back. Member for Sturgeon River Parkland. My apologies, Mr. Speaker. I didn't write these out. But the fact is, I don't know how any member of the government caucus can stand by this prime minister when he accuses honorable members of this house of standing with a swastika. I'm calling on all members of the liberal caucus to denounce the prime minister. I have given him two chances to apologize. He has refused to apologize. Mr. Prime Minister, apologize. Once again, I want to remind the honourable members, I know this is getting emotional, but place your questions through the speaker, not directly to each other. The right honourable prime minister. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. These illegal blockades have been going on in Ottawa for 20 days now. Uh, people have been, uh, uh, have been interrupted in their daily lives, have been made to feel fearful, have been made uh, to uh, miss shifts uh, at their work in, across southern Ontario. These are things that cannot be stood for, which is why we're moving forward with a responsible set of measures to allow the local police jurisdiction to do their jobs. We continue to defend freedom of expression, freedom of assembly, as uh -huh. long as it's peaceful and legal, Mr. Speaker. Well, that was a great apology, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a... Uh, that was a... Fantastic apology. Um, uh, the the listener probably won't notice the long silence 
before the response because of no. our software, but there was a, <laughs> there was a long pause before I responded. I apologize. Uh, I just make note of that. Yeah, I apologize for the length of that, but you you have to understand the context of where these people are and, and what they're doing. You you have to understand that it's not as simple as just as just accusing somebody of that type of atrocity, of committing that type of atrocity, and then you openly get challenged three separate times to make apologies for what you just said. The arrogance, the outright arrogance, the disdain that he has for the Canadian people. That's unbelievable to me. I mean, I knew that this was a bad apple, right? I knew Trudeau was just a, I knew this guy was a scumbag back in 2013. But this, my God, I, I don't even know what to say to this. I want to uh, commend those members there for 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 keeping their composure as well yes. as they did, because if I were in that room, yeah, it, I, I wouldn't have kept my composure as well. They have a way of of keeping themselves in check when they're in those rooms. But uh, I, I'm not I, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I'm not sure that I could after after that. This this Joker stands up there and he, that's what he looks. He looks like a, a he looks like a court jester without the suit is what he looks like in the face paint. That's what I get reminded of when I see this idiot. Yeah, he is missing his ba uh, black shoe polish. Yeah. <laughs> he is. Yeah. He sits up there and he has the audacity to openly say, we just want to give people their lives back. We just want Canadians to get back to work and to work their shifts. People have been have been put into fear and, and you see the, I know that you, the listener, you can't see that, but Bruce, you saw the, you saw the affirmation by the bobbleheads behind him nodding their heads when he's saying this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I want to make mention though, there was only three that were visible that were doing the bobbleheads. Um, there were others that were just watching. They weren't nodding yes or no. And they weren't clapping either when the, when they, you know, uh, stood up and clapped. So it, it, I'm, I'm curious to see where their positions are on all of this and how many of them really do support uh, Trudeau in this. Uh, uh, so uh, based on what we were seeing there, though, um, this will only last for seven days. This um, emergency orders, it's not going to go any any further. I, I think after the week's done, they're going to they're, they're going to have to remove those. So we'll, we'll see what happens. So he can't. OK, just just kind of wargaming this out a little bit. He can't send the military out there with the world watching like that. He can't. I, I mean, he could, but I don't think he's going to do that. I, I really don't think he's going to do that. I've already seen video of troops with military MRAPs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's yeah. But that's uh, that could also be a that could also be a psyop at the same time. That could be a scare tactic because it was just like the, the yeah, handouts they that they put out yesterday. Yeah, it's just like the handouts mm -hmm. uh, that, they, that the RCMPs went around. They started handing out to people and said, oh, by order, you're going to have to leave. No one yeah. left. Yeah. So. So, uh, yeah. And it was like the 2000 guns that they magically uh, found at uh, uh, what was it the, at the Coots border crossing Two thousand handguns in Can handguns in Canada. OK, the most is as far as I'm aware, maybe one of our Canadian listeners could uh, could clue me in. But as far as I'm aware, you can only have. I think a 22 long gun. I think that's a 22 rifle. I think that's about all you can have outside of having an actual hunting license. Then you can have a larger caliber. But handguns, I think handguns are almost out of the question up there. Yeah, I, I can give you just kind of a quick rundown of. Yeah, go their, ahead. Um, firearms are federally regulated in Canada. 
Hunting rifles and shotguns are neither restricted nor prohibited, but it is illegal to possess them without a firearms acquisition certificate. Okay, so, so there you go. There you go. And they just magically found 2,000 of them. Come on. Come on. That's it. Like, the, you guys got to do better than this. You're going to have to do better than this. This is as bad as that uh, that joker that they stuck up there to uh, to blow up the Library of Congress. Do you remember that? Yeah. Had the 2,000 pounds of ammonium nitrate in his, uh, in his toolbox. What happened to that guy? Yeah. And the uh -huh. pennies and all of that. Yeah, and the, pennies. The, yeah. Yes, mm. yes, yes. Had a laser trigger on the window and everything. Yeah, right. The the number one trend on Twitter when that guy was out there putting out live streams of that was false flag. They can't even pull that off nowadays. But but the, see, or that's the, the thing. Yeah, go ahead. Or the the or the defunct pipe bombs that showed up at the DNC and uh, yeah, we're still looking know, for the, that some guy. of the federal buildings. Yeah, yeah still, still looking, looking for, for that, that guy. guy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, is do, do the police, do you stand with the people or do you not? That's that's what you do, right? That, that's that's your just that's the choice that now has to be made. Do you stand with the people or do you not? Because let's be honest. I mean, I, I'm a I'm a big back the uh, back the blue kind of person. Right. I, I've worked with law enforcement, federal, state and local. So it's difficult for someone like me to uh, to turn against the men and women that I've worked with before. But I've said from the start of this thing, I'm with law enforcement until law enforcement's not with us. And when I say us, I'm talking about we the people. You have an obligation to work for us, to protect us and protect our rights. You also have an obligation to refuse unconstitutional and illegal orders, no matter what country you come from. I don't care if you're American, Canadian, German, English, Dutch, Swiss, I don't care. If a government or a supervisor is ordering you to break the law and stomp all over people's rights, well, guess what? I'm not standing with you anymore, and neither are the people. As a matter of fact, if you're a friend of mine, somebody I would consider to be a friend, which is very few, and you're a law enforcement officer and you do that, I don't even want to know you. I don't want you anywhere near me or anybody else that I know or anybody that I'm related to. I'm ashamed of you. So what do the police officers do? We're told that the police officers go in and, and stomp on people and then, you know, they go in there and they line them up and they make them all look good for the cameras, but the cameras get turned off. And then you see the private phone footage where they're actually out there hugging the protesters, shaking their hands, thanking them. So which is it? Which narrative is it? As this comes closer to a tipping point, there was a press conference that was called today. The trucker sent a spokeswoman up there. She's an attorney for them. And she was tasked with reading a statement that was given to her by her clients to say to the police officers, to the RCMPs that are there. This was that statement. A humanitarian capacity. So I am about to release a message to local police office and enforcement here in Ottawa. Right now, you have it within you, in your own discretion, to change the future of the entire world. Every one of you, as individuals, and individual capacity, as a human being, cannot deny how proud you are of these people that stand here in Parliament, because these are your people. You are so much more than the uniforms you wear. You are fathers, sons, mothers, daughters, brothers, and sisters to us all. Are you going to be able to live with yourself if you choose to follow the dictates of a corrupt and criminal, unlawful government who has displayed no respect for law, humanity, or life itself? Or are you going to be the heroes that we believe you really are? Are you going to take a chance on us and allow us, your people, the opportunity to serve and protect the freedoms of your family and your children's families? 
It is the love of our great nation that has brought us here, and together we stand in the face of unbelievable adversary. With great courage and standing strong, we will peacefully, in unity, throughout courage, love, overcome these challenges presented by a tyrannical government that has, not, that has created consistent divide. I am one Canadian amongst an entire world that can evolve into unified together as one, restoring democracy, freedom, and the rule of law. Please, for the love of God, for the love of each other, and for the love of our children, stand with us. This is our message to the law enforcement that's present here in Ottawa. We are appealing to you now because every day, there are new challenges that we face, and every day our movement grows and we unify. So we are officially asking the law enforcement and every police presence in Ottawa to stand with the people because we are here standing for you. They have to quell this as soon as possible. They being the Davos and the, the mm -hmm. World they Economic do. Forum types, they have to get this shut down ASAP. Because if this takes root and other countries they're finished. Yeah. If other countries jump on board with, with this idea uh, of freedom. Yeah, exactly. They're finished. They're finished. They're not and so is every, so exist. is every lousy stinking communist movement. They try to stick in there and try to co-op it. It's done. Yeah. So, uh, you know, good on them for standing up and, and doing this. Hopefully law enforcement, um, choose the right side in history. Um, uh, unfortunately I am not convinced yet. Um, I, I hope law enforcement does choose the right thing, but I'm, I'm not convinced. At the moment, I'm not convinced either. I think it's 50. I'm still 50-50 at the moment. I, I will say I'm 50-50. I'm, yeah. I'm not 80-20. I'm not 60-40. I'm 50-50 because I know that what that woman said, which was a statement from those truckers, they have families too. Do you yeah. want your family? Do you want your children? If there are any police officers in Canada listening to me, do you want your children to grow up in a world like this? The world that they want. Think about that. I want to play another clip here. We've got a lot of audio in the last couple of days. You notice that? A lot of audio. I mean, there's so much stuff that's going on right now yeah. uh, with this. I mean, we're, we're scraping at the bottom of the barrel for, for news stories today, but who really cares, right? I mean, this is this is mm -hmm. what's not being... Th this, this kind of stuff, you're not seeing this on TV. You're not going to get this on TV. You're not going to get this on CNN. But I want to play this one last clip. And this one last clip is a truck driver. This is a trucker in Ottawa right now. This is a former Romanian national who immigrated to Canada. He left communism. He fled communism to give his family and to give his children a better life. He moved to Canada to become a trucker so he could provide for his family and live in freedom. He was caught by an independent journalist who was down there taking statements from the truckers. And this was him sitting in his truck. So I apologize for the bad audio. This was him sitting in his truck being asked if he was going to leave after being ordered to do so. I think there's nothing that's going to make you leave today. No, sir. I don't care. I have a son. It's my choice. My son to have a childhood. No government choice. Even it's my you, choice. Even if you lose your truck. Even if I lose my truck. Why? They take my son's life away. Yeah, brother. You lose your truck, you lose I your lose my truck. I lose my truck. They took my fucking life away. They took my life away, sir. I was a hero. I faced the people with the COVID. I was good enough. I was good enough. My son is in the house. Playing fucking games. Because he cannot go play outside. Because you guys, you lie. 
You know you like. Yeah. Because you get paid by that fucker. Because Global, Global are local and Global are liars. Thank you, sir. I'm sorry. I'm very, I'm frustrated. I got to the point where we don't have a life. Nobody has a life. And why those cops, they come here and they are not standing to say, I signed it. I stay behind this. Exactly. Why? I stand behind my truck. I'm here, I'm not gonna leave. But I'm here. Why they are so shame of them? Shame of them. They should be here. My they talk my child. Where are you from, sir? I'm from Windsor, Ontario. I'm Romanian. I live communist. This is communist country. He knows communist. We love you, man. Yeah, Romania? have a bit of an idea of what uh, is going on here. That is the sentiment I have that I don't uh, express, if you will, like that. That That is the internal me screaming about what's going on. I, I'm not going to I'm not going to bleep that because that needs to be heard as it was yeah. said. Yeah. So I apologize. I agree. I, I apologize for our younger listeners and I apologize to the parents that allow your children to listen to us. But that right there needs to be heard. So if you forgive us this one time. Well, and that other time about the wire brush. The wire brush, yeah. <laughs> I did let yeah, I did go back and fix that, but that 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 did get through. Uh, you know, I, I get the feeling when I when I hear that guy, I get the feeling of that do you remember that that uh, European Parliament MP that we played from Romania? Sounded exactly like that. Albeit without the uh, the vulgarity, but it, it was exactly that. Yeah. Okay, so my my opinion in this, obviously, I I I don't agree to the ideas of you know. Obviously, there's a whole religious side of things as to why you don't curse and cuss and blah blah blah. And my perspective on that and blah blah blah. But anyway, discussion for another time. In this scenario, though, there is no other words in the English language that can properly put the the emotion and enthusiasm enthusiasm the wrong word, but to put the emotion the 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 strength of what's going on, you know, to describe what's going on, uh, than to use that vulgar language. Because if you're still believing this is a conspiracy theory that everything's going to go back to normal, I got a bridge to sell you. It, it's not going back to normal unless we stand up, unless we do what these truckers are doing, unless we, we stand up and, and, and demand our freedoms and rights back, you're not going to get them back. And they're, you know, successive approximation. So I think it's very important that you hear the importance, the passion behind the guy's voice. And you heard him. He was a hero in the beginning. He kept everyone fed and, and others like him all across the world, all the truckers across the world. You kept those trucks running, going to the stores that everybody went to, to buy the goods. You kept all that running. And now you're being tossed aside, just like the healthcare workers. You remember those? Oh, you're heroes. You're heroes. Now you've got to take this or you're not a hero. Somebody please explain to me how, setting the healthcare worker thing aside for a second, somebody explain to me how a trucker from any country, I don't care which one, because they're all the same. I've seen truckers in Europe. I've seen truckers in Canada. I've seen truckers in the United States. Somebody explain to me how a trucker has to have a vaccine to stay safe when he sits alone in his truck all day by himself. Somebody explain that. You still think it's about your health? You see, when the truckers in Canada set out on this historic movement that they started, and make no mistake, this will go into the history books, what they've done. God bless them for doing it. I wish it was us. But when they did this, 
I think they started to peel back layers of an onion. You see, the truckers thought by going to Ottawa that they were just going to simply get, I don't know, the restrictions lifted or, you know, all the uh, the travel stuff dropped and the vaccine mandates dropped and all that stuff. But it's become about more than that now. It would have been simple enough, I think, if if the central government up there, the federal government would have just said, fine, we're going to drop everything. No problem. But they didn't. They doubled down. I honestly believe that if if Trudeau wasn't so much of an ass clown and he could actually think for himself instead of taking orders from Klaus, I think if the government was autonomous in Canada, then they would have listened to those demands. You disagree? So uh, what was his, the, the guy's name of um, the heavier set guy, Doug um, Ford? I think it was Doug. Premier of Ontario. Uh, yeah, it, it's a premier. And basically saying... We just have to get back on with our lives. He talked to you as if if you were to go to a coffee shop or something with Doug and sit down uh, and talk with him. That's the speech you would have been given. That was Doug talking to you. My problem with this is all during the pandemic, all the restrictions and everything they did, they went along with it. These uh, each each one of the uh, territories could have done their own thing. They didn't. Same thing here in the states. Each state can do their own thing. It's very similar to that. Uh, they didn't. They still followed the guidelines, did the mask wearing, did the. Yeah. You know, he said well, it in his speech. They did. Yes. They followed all the rules. Yes. Yes and no. Yes and no. To the credit of some certain U.S. states and to the credit of some of the uh, the premiers of, of these the federal states of, of Germany, they at least tried. As in, they tried to say, wait a minute, a third of all the deaths come from one nursing home. We're shutting down the entire state. Have you people lost your mind? And they were just overruled. They just, they, yeah. they declared a state of emergency and they overruled everybody is what happened. Yeah, yeah. But my point in this is Doug could have put up a bigger fight. But instead, th- here's the thing. You would not have the tr- those truckers there if Doug would have talked to you during the pandemic like Doug did just then. If it was coffee shop Doug and he did that speech that he did that we showed and he just talked to you as if you were an adult, a normal human being, I don't think we would see the truckers out there because they would have been treating you like an adult. They, they would have been treating you as if you were, in a, you know, you had some intellect to yourself and could make your own decisions. Even if even if they were to infringe upon your freedoms, I still don't think we would have those truckers out there if they would have treated people like adults. And, and instead, they treated everyone like a slave, uh, like a servant. This is the outcome. This is this is the retaliation you get. So yeah, I, I, I think this whole thing obviously was done improperly if they would have just, if, if they were smart about ruling over their peasants, treat them like adults. And they would, you know, I, I don't think they would have had this kind of a, uh, an outcry. I think it would have been that way across the board, quite frankly. But see, you have people above all this that know better than you. And that's what it comes down to. You see, Bruce, now you got me thinking. Now I'm going to have to have a special coffee mug made up that says Coffee Shop Doug. I mean, that's what it was like, right? I mean, he gave, that was just like him talking. It wasn't a speech that he wrote. It was him talking from the gut, from the heart, if you will. Yeah. And And a few days before he was talking about, no, we're not lifting a damn thing. Yeah. Yeah. That, so that that's my that's my issue with all of this is Doug realized his he he became politically aware all of a sudden and you've seen him do a 180. I mean I applaud politicians that are able to uh, you know read the room and are willing to make that change. Yeah, but um, that, I think that, old Trudeau's I think old Trudeau's bitten off more than he can chew here with this Emergency Powers Act. I think he's in real trouble now politically. I, I think, and yeah, especially. Absolutely. 
I think with all the uh, the premiers now that have that have said we're not standing with you on this one. If you're going to do this one, you're going to go at it alone. With coffee shop Doug there, that's him walking away from a sinking ship. Honestly, I think what needs to happen now is is this. I think we're long overdue from this. We need to start seeing. And maybe maybe this is just wishful thinking on my part, but we need to start seeing what Pastor Pavlovsky was talking about. Pastor Arthur Pavlovsky. He said you need to start coming out, getting on the right side of history, stand with the people, stand with the truth, and start telling people what's really going on. That would certainly change the momentum in Canada, I think, right now. Don't you? If you had some premiers or even mayors of some of these larger cities, like, I don't know, Calgary, for example, or Vancouver, maybe. I I don't know if that's a liberal mayor out there or not. But if you had some major players political players that are distancing themselves from from all this nonsense that Trudeau and the, the central cabinet are trying to do and start calling press conferences and telling people what's going on, that would change things a little bit. If nothing else, maybe not from the standpoint of, of what they're going to try and do with the crackdowns on the protesters, but if nothing else, just for the, the sheer, I, I guess, uh, the agenda, you know, try, trying to force an agenda change if that makes any sense, in in the mainstream. Of course, they might not even get any mainstream time, if that's the case. Out of curiosity, when's, uh, how, I'm trying to look to see what Canada's prime ministers, do they have like term limits? Is it like a, four you're elected in for four years, four years like and then, yeah. okay, so is there any limit on how many terms they can be in? That I because, don't know. He's on two, I think. He's on his second one, I believe. Um, he was elected in 2016. He's in, he's, yeah, he's... Well, he's been because in for six Cla- years and some days. Yeah, because Klaus had him had him at, at Davos in 2016. He was there after he was brought in as as PM, and he got elected again yeah. in this past September. So, so my question is in this because he was yeah he was just reaffirmed, if you will. Re- um, the parliamentary if, system if, if is different the- though. The, the parliamentary system is different. For example, I, and I, do, I don't know if this is how it works in Canada. Again, I'm, I'm not familiar. I, I understand how the parliamentary system works, but I'm not familiar if if Canada has special, I don't know, procedures or, or anything in there that, that would prevent this. But I believe that if you have the parliamentary system, you don't vote for people per se. You vote for parties. And I don't know if they do that in Canada. Yeah. I don't know if they do that. You're voting for a party. And then the head of that party, at least at the federal level, the head of that party then becomes uh, the the prime minister or whatever. The party then, because you elected that party, the party then forms a coalition government and votes in the head of their party. And then that person becomes uh, the PM, which in this case, Trudeau is the head of the Liberal Party. Therefore, he's the prime minister. It was just like Merkel when she was the chancellor of Germany. No one actually voted for her. The party that she represented was voted in. They formed a coalition government and she was the leader of the uh, the Christian uh, Christian Democratic Union Party. So therefore, she was the chancellor by decree of being the head of the party, if that makes sense. It's, it's like Boris Johnson. Nobody voted yeah. for Boris Johnson. People voted for right. the conservative party. And Boris Johnson is the head of that party. So he's right. the PM. So my, my question in this, uh, my, my line of thinking is this, depending on when the next election is, uh, because the last one I was was 2021, September of 2021, if my right. uh, if if what I'm seeing is correct, September 20th of 2021. And the next one will be 2025, meaning he's in office until 2025. So the unless nonsense there's, that he's doing now, unless there's no unless confidence, there's kind of, if the party, if, I, if his yeah, party, I, if his party pulls support from him 
as as you said that there were there were several people that were sitting behind him when we were watching the videos him of him there in parliament the people in his own party you saw three bobbleheads and the rest of them were just sitting there so he has to have support from his own party to remain in there, I believe. If not, then they call a new election, I think. I, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I'm, I'm vaguely familiar with how the parliamentary system works. But it's just like Boris Johnson. If there's a vote of no confidence is put forward, then they're out. They're out. Under the parliamentary system, they're out. Uh, so if, if Boris Johnson, for example, in the UK, if a vote of no confidence comes in and he gets pulled, well, then the deputy PM, whoever that is now, I can't think of the person's name, they step up. In this case, it would be, uh, what's her name? Carista Freeland, who's another one of Schwab's lackeys. She would take over until there's another election. Even so, you're, yeah. you're, you're literally trading one evil for another. From what I was seeing, um, just on my quick searches, you know, again, th these are, I'm doing these on the fly as we're doing this. M my basic understanding is they aren't replaced unless elected out like that they have the election or they die in office um or they resign so there is no like my understanding is, is there's no like impeachment process or vote of no confidence or whatever but again like i said i'm doing this on the fly and i'm i'm just trying to anyway all of that is is a side thing because we're we're assuming that he's going to remain in till 2025 just for the sake of argument he's enacting these crazy lunacies what more is going to come? This is this is the beginning of his term. What more is going to come? It's the beginning of uh, Biden's term as well. We've got economic turmoil coming, which is already here in both countries, but it's it's going to increase. the The end of this year, the inflation rates are going to be um, staggering. I think. I, I think it's going to. We're going to be surprised at what the inflation rates is uh, going to be. Um, well, right fault. now, you heard you heard Trudeau, yes, it's truckers' the, fault. Yes. And that's that's kind of if you're looking at everything that's coming and all the turmoil that's coming, they have to quell these protests now and they have to get everything under control because as the markets start to collapse, as the currencies start losing uh, their value, things are going to get even more hectic and more crazy. And they have to have they have to solidify their power now. So I'm curious uh, what the next thing is going to be. Because climate change is, doesn't have enough backing to really make them, uh, when, when people aren't able to go out and buy food, they don't care about climate change. What they care about is getting the next meal on the table. When you can't go to work or jobs are shut down because whatever, run on banks, you can't get money. I, I don't know what the next narrative is going to be. They have to have something to stave that off or to divert smokescreen, mirrors, something to, to divert that. And I don't, right now, they have nothing. No, they have nothing. It was supposed to be war with Russia. That's what it was supposed to be over Ukraine. That's what it was supposed to be. But that failed. That completely flopped. They can't flip back to climate change. As you said, that's that's dead on arrival. COVID's done. They, they don't know what else to do. The only other thing that I could think that it could be, and I hope and pray to God that I'm wrong, another release. If they were to do another release, the, the thing is, it would have to be far worse. It would have you would have to have something on the lines of like fifteen percent death rate. Yeah. Legitimately fifteen percent. That's what I'm saying. These people are nuts, man. Yeah. They're insane. It would it would have to be something like that because anything short of that, if they did another flu, you would have to see visibly people dying in the streets to get them to to trust the government again. Or something like a you know, cyber pandemic or something to where you have no electricity 
and no could be cyber. no means of could be cyber. Yeah. that that could be the next yeah. play that because you notice that they're starting with that as in like hacks here this the service is down whatever that could be it that could be it i i'm willing to bet it would be that first then if if all else fails that's their that's their go-to at the other end that's my guess cyber attack i think is going to be their that is going to have to be the the last resort one in my opinion because doing another virus release um it's too obvious with the data that's come out it's, it's yeah too it's obvious. too it's too obvious the, the scottish the research they funded it you know i mean you, you, yeah yeah yeah, yeah it, the paper trail all goes back to them the scottish government the public health of Scotland will stop publishing data on COVID deaths and hospitalizations by vaccination status because, listen to their reasoning, there are significant concerns about the data being misused deliberately by anti-vaccination campaigners. So it's too obvious. Just by that headline alone, it's too obvious. They're, they're trying to... Um, they're trying to hide the information. They're trying to hide the fact that people are dying. The thing is... Now we have a push for people to go in and get tested for HIV. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if people are aware of this, but during the pandemic, we were all shut down. You weren't out going having, you know, spontaneous butt sex and all of that during well, that that's, time. No, that's not down. true. No, that's not true in um, uh, in New Zealand. That, that's not true. Uh, the, the prime that minister is, that, uh, right. confirmed that. Yeah. It was OK to have up to 25 yeah. person orgies in uh in, in, Yeah. New Zealand, even if it was a red traffic light, you could still do it. It was fine. Yeah. So other than New Zealand, I, I, I can understand uh, in New Zealand's case, okay, maybe you probably should uh, go in and get tested um, for all types of STDs in that case. But um, my point is, is we were all shut down. How exactly did HIV spread so rampantly all of a sudden and new when everybody was shut down and a new yeah new strain which apparently they said has been with us for years mm. uh, i doubt that one but anyway and it comes out that you know some of the research we talked about in the beginning with some of these vaccine tests in australia as an example um they had uh people coming down with hiv and um showing up as hiv positive after being vaccinated um mm -hmm. the the uh, information that's coming out that Pfizer's being required to release to the people of the world. Yeah, they also had immuno uh, diseases uh, caused by the vaccines, thousands of deaths, thousands of uh, side effects like, um, you know, uh, various types of uh, w w it's not not just Bell's palsy, but uh, the, the types of well, yeah, neurological disorders you had, you had neurological yes. kind of thrombosis. You had thing where you have like jitters in your legs or in your arms or whatever. You'd have like yeah, the yeah, shaking yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. um, people sleepless, would have the, sleepless leg syndrome yes, or something like that. Yeah, restless yeah. leg syndrome, that, that thing. Restless, that's what it is. It was causing people to uh, to get headaches and, and all kinds of stuff. And uh, yeah, it was just, yeah. So, some people have... Passing out and... Passing out, heads, getting... Cracking uh, open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, people like... Bob Saget. We don't know for sure on that. No, we don't know for Just sure. I, I guess I shouldn't say that. But I mean, if you, I was actually thinking about that today. If you look at all of the people that have passed out, and I'm talking like all the sports stars, all the uh, the professional athletes, the uh, NBA players, uh, the woman who was the comedian that was on stage the other day, when they went down, what's commonplace with all of them? They all cracked their heads off they, the floor. That, that's true. Yeah. The comedian she did end up having to go to the er and have some yeah. stitches because she did crack she was in the open. icu yeah she was in the uh, icu yeah yeah which she later tweeted a couple days later that she's fine and you know everything's okay and blah 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 yeah so these other athletes referees even uh collapsing and smacking their head on the floor 
I, I mean, that's a, that's real a very hits. those are real hits. Yeah, those are those are real hits. You can see the like their head bouncing off the floor, which is very, very. I mean, that's that that is very dangerous, especially when they fall backwards like that. I mean, you can do some real serious damage to to someone in that in that uh, scenario. But anyway, all of these side effects that are coming out, which by the way, this is the thousands of paper uh, pages of papers that um, they they gave the FDA. You know, for for the emergency use authorization, uh, they they were given that information. So the FDA knew about all of these uh, side effects the entire time, and they still authorized it. Uh, and they wanted to keep it from the public's eye for seventy five years. Interesting enough, uh, seventy five years that pretty much covers everyone that took a jab will probably be dead in seventy five years uh, under current technologies and current trends. If technology keeps increasing the way it is and the way it's being speculated, those people would actually continue living, which if you kind of look into it and you look at the people that are the elite and the the uh, small population types and all of them, w- w- wouldn't you want to kill off a lot of the population because, um, you know, people's lives are going to basically become, if you can live through the next, you know, like 50 years or so, speculation is you will essentially become immortal because technology will um, advance so rapidly that they'll be able to prolong your life until the point to where uh, we're able to defeat aging uh, and reverse aging and be able to basically, if you can survive that long, you're you're effectively going to be immortal, and at least when it comes to age. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe there there's all different kinds of directions you could go with uh, tinfoil hat theories on to why they're trying to kill off a bunch of people. It's evil, I however think you. Yeah, I was getting ready to say I think they're just a bunch of evil, sorry, sad people that are just at the end. To be honest, I I think it's not our end that's that's going to become of this. It's theirs, uh, and that's what it's all about. They're at the end of their days of rule, and they know it. And so they're going to try and take everything and everybody down with them. We are going to have to go. I do apologize. We actually ran over a little bit, uh, if you can believe it. But uh, anyway, I didn't get to a I didn't get to a single thing that I had lined up for today. Uh, we just kind of flew off the seat of our pants there, uh, and it turned out pretty well. For those of you who are going to be wondering on the next podcast why I'm not there. Well, it's because I decided to uh, to take an evening off. And so the next podcast you're going to get is going to be Bruce and Ned only. So I thought, hey, you know what? I'm going to just step out of here. You guys don't need me. You guys are you guys are well enough off. You guys are going to do a, a podcast tomorrow. It'll be out um, on our exclusive for our Telegram subscribers, but it'll be out on our normal platforms on Monday. You looking forward to that? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm sure Ned can uh uh, keep it running for for the two of us. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm curious what uh, what direction he wants to head with it, and you know where where we're we're gonna go with it because he's kind of he said he's he's got some stuff he wants to talk about, and, and I'm kind of gonna be flying from the seat of my pants uh, tomorrow as well. So when we'll he, see how it goes. Yeah, I'm looking forward to to seeing what you guys come up with too. I, I'm looking forward to listening to it. I uh, I was talking to him a couple of days ago on the phone. And I said, I'm not here on Friday. And he says, oh, you're not? I said, no, but that's fine. You and Bruce can go. No no big deal. Just just go ahead. Everything's all set up. Just do it. And that's what you guys are going to do. Good on you, right? And it's legal. <laughs> Good luck to you. Anyway, um, we are going to go ahead and jump out of here. So um, for those of you who'd like to send us any feedback, especially our Canadian listeners, uh, if you are a Canadian and I made any kind of a mistake or we made any kind of a mistake on the system that you have up there as far as parliamentary stuff, election stuff, please feel free and write to us. Uh, we would love to hear exactly 
how your system works up there so we can understand what's going on uh, and what to expect. You can do so anytime by dropping us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. And that goes for all of our other listeners as well for any other feedback. Bruce, thank you for being here today. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a fantastic evening and we will see you on Monday. If you are subscribed to us on Telegram, we'll see you tomorrow.